are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. And we are always grateful for what He has done for us and what He's doing in our lives. Help me welcome your neighbor and say, Welcome to church this morning. Praise the Lord. You know, there are times where we say, welcome your neighbor, and some folks don't even bother. Please, welcome your neighbor and say, welcome to church this morning. You know, there are some people that, the only time someone is kind to them is when they're in church. Amen. Amen. The only time people say good things to them is when they're in church. Someone might be so well-dressed this morning, but you don't know what is happening with them. Amen. So that welcome to service this morning might just be medication. Amen. Healing for somebody. Look at your neighbor for me and say, do you know what I'm going through? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the people, some people think they are the only ones that have issues. Praise God. Alright. If we take um, testimonies of problems. Say, everyone come and share your problem this morning. By the time four or five people share, you will say you don't have a problem. <laughs> I remember a young man, uh, a story of someone that went for a program, which was a healing meeting. And he wanted to be in front. He wanted to be prayed for. And um, after struggling to get there, he was happy now. Okay, he's going to get healed. I think he was on a wheelchair. So they brought in another person that was sick and kept the person beside him. He was praying for himself, Lord, I will pray God will touch me today. When he saw the other person, he said, Lord, touch this one instead. <laughs> he started praying for the other person because he, he discovered that compared to what he was seeing, he was not sick. Praise the Lord. So there are people sitting close to you that have big challenges but they are still put together. Hallelujah. Are we together? There are people that have issues but they are still put together. Now, I'm not trying to say that your problem or whatever you have as a situation is not important. But what I'm saying is that it shouldn't make you become inconsiderate. Hallelujah. Are we together? 
So have me look at your neighbor again and say, God will do something for you today. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many people are pulling through because of words that come to them from the scriptures and the comfort and the strength that only the Holy Spirit can give. And I believe that today will be one of those days for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Before I get into um, the scripture I'll be sharing for today, I'd like to just highlight some very important events that we'll be holding in this month of August. Because I want you to be part of all of them. Praise God. I'll start with three days of revelation and manifestation of Christ. Um, three days of revelation and manifestation of Christ is a teaching and a miracle meeting. And um, it is designed for the benefit of others. Or I have not asked for you to be shared. Just it's designed for the benefit both for those of us in the house and others that might not be here. Now, it is always important for you to understand what this meeting is about. Meetings like this did not start with Renaissance Assembly or Pastor T.B. Peters. Meetings like this have been holding since Bible times, since Bible days. And um, even Jesus had to have special meetings. There were times where Jesus gathered people around the mountain and taught them. And then he ministered to them. And you find that in those meetings, he met the needs of people through the power of God. Three days of revelation and manifestation of Christ is a meeting where needs of people are met by the word and the power of God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people think their needs are physical. They think their needs are just material needs. But they don't understand that man is spiritual. And that if his issues will be addressed completely, it has to be addressed inside out. Hallelujah. From inside out. And that's what meetings like this do. They will address issues from inside out. In the book of Luke chapter 5, the 17th verse talked about Jesus, how he was teaching. And there were Pharisees and doctors of the law that came out of every town. And the Bible says, as Jesus was teaching, 
the power of the Lord was present to heal. Amen. What does that mean? It means that the people came for a reason. They came, maybe some came to be healed. But he taught them. While the teaching was going on, what their needs were, whatever the needs were, the power of God was available to meet those needs. And the Bible tells us that many came to hear and to be healed. Three days of revelation and manifestation is a meeting designed for you. Glory to God. And um, it's important for you, first of all, to understand what the program is about, even before you start inviting others. So I'm first inviting you, praise God, to be part of three days of revelation and manifestation of Christ. On Friday the 24th, Saturday 25th, and Sunday the 26th of August. We've had so many testimonies. And, um, you know, in Bible times, there's a scripture I like to read. Let's look at John, uh, that should be John chapter 20. I just want to show you something. Just a minute. It spoke about Jesus. And um, before now, when I came across the scripture, I was. John 20, 30, and 31. Then I will also read another one. John 20, 30 and 31. Then we'll read John 21, 25. Alright. Let's read together. One to go. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of disciples which are not written in this book. That means there were other things that Jesus did that were not written in the book of John. Verse 31. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Go to John 21, verse 25. The last verse. Let's read it again. Want to go? And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Did you get that? Sometimes King James English doesn't register, you know, very well. So let's look at it in New Living Translation. Let's read together. I want to go. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Hello? You know, um, when uh, in my early years, 
serving the Lord. When I read the scripture, I was like, how? But I've not been in ministry up to, at least I'm, I'm sure I'm not yet 30 years. I'm over 20, but I'm not yet 30 years in ministry. And there are testimonies that people share that I have forgotten. Hello? Are you hearing me? I've forgotten. And someone said, oh, I was in this meeting in so-so-and-so. I was in this meeting and so-so. If we were writing all the testimonies that we have experienced through the preaching of God's word, in all sense of modesty, there will be many books to write. Amen. There will be many books to write. Many books. Let's even start with you here. If, since you joined the Renaissance Assembly, let's write out all your own testimonies. Hello? Your own testimonies. And add it to the other person's own, and the other person's own, and the other person's own. How many books? Amen? So you can see that what the scripture is saying is correct. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Amen. True. Testimonies. And one thing I have learned is I, I never come to that place where I get used to the testimonies. Because I know that the Spirit of God is the one that makes those things happen. Hallelujah. Are we together? So many testimonies. There are some testimonies I never got to hear. I will share one with you. Um, we had a, a camp meeting years ago. And then in the camp meeting, a sister brought two of her brothers for the meeting that she was planning to come but they were younger brothers you know so she insisted i think they came to stay with her and she pulled them for the committee and they were angry so the first day they came they refused to sit in front they sat at the back you know in a rebellious way like they didn't plan to come for the meeting and then we had the program I didn't know them personally. My own take on it was that I heard that the lady brought her brothers. But I didn't meet them in the program. Years later, I met someone that came from one of the schools in the southwest of Nigeria, universities. And then he, he, we met. And he said, I know you. So I, I didn't know him from anywhere. So I said... Um, how? We've, have we met? He said, no, I know you, I know you. Then he said, there are these two brothers <laughs> that came for your camp meeting years ago. They are pastors in my school. And they said they caught the fire from that meeting. In that meeting they got saved, God filled the Holy Ghost and carried the power of God and went to that school. I, I've never met the guys again. I'm just sharing those kind of testimonies. Are you listening to me? Now, those kind of things happen all the time. All the time. 
Why are we having three days of revelation and manifestation? We're not having it because a church must have program. No. No. If you read the Bible, the kind of meetings John the Baptist was holding was different from the kind of meetings that Jesus held. John the Baptist, most of the time, was around where there was water so that he could baptize those that received his message. Jesus was not baptizing people. Amen. Am I communicating? No, he was not. He wasn't. He himself was baptized. So, if you were... John the Baptist was not just holding meetings. That was what the Lord instructed him to do. Am I communicating? That's what God instructed him to do. And that's why he was holding those kind of meetings. We're not holding these meetings because we want to have meetings. This is what we have been instructed to do. And many will be blessed to be part of it. Some people think that when God wants to do something big, He will blow a trumpet and then somebody will know. No, God can be doing a big thing and people around might not even know it. Am I communicating? Jesus was born into this world. There were people that were going to farm that day. Amen. Are you listening to me? There were people that were living their normal life. They didn't didn't know that angels even came to town. Hello? The day Jesus died, maybe there was even a wedding somewhere. Am I communicating? Yeah. The significance of what was going on might not have been obvious to some people. So God can send a man to a place and people might not understand (laughs) that it is special. Or that God is doing something unique. Because humans always judge based on what they see. Glory to God. When I knew that human beings, many are spiritually dead. (laughs) And I was afraid. Two experiences in my life. Keep listening to me. You'll be blessed. Just forget the title of what you want to hear. Just be listening to me. I know somebody, I've talked to someone, just be listening. Two experiences. The first one, um, I was in a vehicle 20 years ago with other people, transport vehicle. And then the voice of God spoke to me audibly. You can make a difference in your generation if you want to. And everybody in the vehicle was just like this. Me, I was startled. Like, hey. But they were just like, they didn't hear anything. Are you listening to me? They were just, everyone just going normally. Just going normally. That's why sometimes when I see those movies where <laughs> an alien will come <laughs> and life is going on. Are you understanding me? That, you know, something will happen, but life is going on. And they were just, everybody just like that. And God began to speak to me about certain things. And it was audible to me. Praise God. But nobody around me was hearing it. Another experience was when I was 
a bachelor at that time. And I was at home with um, another brother. And an angel walked in. And the guy didn't even wake up. Praise God. He didn't wake up. And you know that kind of thing? I'm like, let him wake up and see it. You understand that? He didn't wake up. I said, I just felt that something was happening. But he didn't wake up. And I found out that if God wants to visit a man, he can visit you in the midst of everybody. And nobody will know. Are you listening to me? Today, may God visit you. And this year, may God keep visiting you. And I found out that that's the supernatural is such that a human being that is not conscious of it could live like he's dead. You see people looking for God everywhere. God even will pass them by on the street. They will not see him. Hello? <laughs> are you with me? You know why? Because they are looking for God the wrong way and they are looking for God <laughs> with a wrong mindset. Why are the Israelites still waiting for Jesus? Because of how they expect him to appear. Amen. But he has come, gone, and is coming back again. And some people are still waiting for him. Am I communicating? My prayer for all of you is that you will recognize God when he shows up. You will hear him when he speaks. You will see him when he shows up. Praise the Lord. Very important. Now, programs like this, three days of revelation and manifestation of Christ, are meetings designed for you. Is it possible that God planned something for you, but you were not there? Yes, it is possible. Very possible. We have several examples in Scripture. And even in life experiences, we've had this kind of illustrations, where something was packaged for you, but you did not go. You didn't show up. Praise the Lord. There are certain people that will be healed because they came to certain places. And I, I always say this, someone say, eh, God, God is everywhere. There's a way you say it that is not correct. Am I communicating? That is not correct. Because some people say, eh, God, eh, if God didn't do it here, he would do it here. No, there are times where God sends you to a specific place. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? And I believe that three days is a specific place for some of you. And for some people that you are inviting. Glory to God. Glory to God. Many will be touched by the power of God. Amen. Many will be ministered to. And there are certain things that have been hanging that I believe will drop in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. 
everybody is not called to minister in the same way. But it's important for us to understand what three days is all about in meetings like this. We call it revelations and manifestations of who? Of Christ. You will hear him, you will see him. And he will show up for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So if you have people that are sick, people that are your friends, invite them for the meeting. They might not even be sick, but some people just need to be here to receive that word from God. Anybody can explain what they know about Scripture, but there are people that God has put a word in their mouth. Hallelujah. Are we together? Yeah, there are people that God has put a word in their mouth. Say, you, go and say this. It's different. Some people think a prophet is just someone that, that uh, prophesies. No. It's more than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, there's something I want to say now. That's why I'm saying the hallelujah well. Amen. When someone is a man of God, let me explain what he is. It means that he can represent God in a situation. You know, when we talk like some people get, he will speak for God. What God would have done in that situation is what he will do. Amen. And that's why meetings like that hold. It will be an atmosphere for every one of you. And I want you to be part of it. In the name of Jesus. There are some of you that have never been in meetings like that. And some people take some things for granted. You know, someone made a statement once. And um, I understood that it's just the level of understanding. Someone was going through a difficult time. And then God intervened. And that person now says, well, you know, it's one of those things. You have another problem. <laughs> we'll find out whether it's one of those things. Amen. No, you have another problem. Never talk down on the power of God. Hello? Never talk down on the power of God. Never talk down on the power of God. Never talk down the power of God. So you can't have a testimony and then later say, oh, you know, a guy had a condition. It was a health condition. And then, um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be sarcastic. If the person is listening, don't be offended, all right? But um, you got the correction, so don't be offended. The person had a health condition. And then came to be prayed for. Then in a meeting, I laid hands on the person. And the person got well. Then he went back and said, he's thinking that the condition was a mistake. That the test they did was a mistake. So it was not like he was really sick. You understand that? It was a mistake. And then maybe he went for a test a second time. Now the mistake has been corrected. I didn't say anything. And then... Another situation arose. I'm trying to say it in a way that it doesn't, you know, some of you that were around the situation won't know what I'm talking about. 
So another situation arose. And then they came in and said, Pastor, I said, no, I will not pray. Go and be sure it's not a mistake. Amen. And I didn't respond for a while. Are you sure it's not a mistake? You know, sometimes people don't understand that these things can be proven. Can be proven. Someone got a job. He said, well, 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 it's because I pushed my papers to the right people. I said, okay, no problem. When the person is not promoted for a long time, I said, please push your papers to the right people. We have dead people in this manner. Someone came, he had a problem, and then I said, do you want the problem solved? He said, yes. I said, come tomorrow. The problem will be solved. And he came the next day. And the problem was solved. That's what a man of God is gifted to do. Amen. Is gifted to do. It's a grace. And somebody don't understand it. So when you come for meetings like that, that's what happens. You know, um, we could be singing, we could be, you know, people, people have been healed of several things. Life is saved. I look forward to it and I expect that all of you will be part of that meeting. Amen. And you will invite people in Jesus' name. Let people say loud, amen. Amen. Maybe we should have some miracles here today. Amen. You know, it will help you understand what we're talking about. So I say, can we just have miracles? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Amen. Yes, we can. Someone came for one of our meetings one time and he said, "Ah, I thought that... um, the man of God is to minister. But today they were just talking, talking, talking. Because that's not what we're doing that day. Amen. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Just bow your heads in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory for your kindness today. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for your spirit to brood over every home, every life, everyone hearing the sound of my voice. I ask, as your spirit broods, let sickness and infirmity be blown away. In the name of Jesus, and right now, all over this place, let healings and miracles break forth. Someone with a tightness in your lap, the power of God is upon you. You are free now. Just at the back of your lap. I would like that person to wave your hand at me. Wave your hand at me. Just wave. There's a tightness behind your back like that. There's a tightness. Just wave your hand at me. I want to see. Stand up. Stand up. You're being healed right now by the power of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Healings are taking place. Healings are taking place. Healings are taking place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
You've been stooling constantly. You've taken medication. It's still on. You're being healed right now. Lift your hand where you are. Lift your hand. I want to see you. God bless you. Stand. 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 Just stand. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Healings are taking place. Healings are taking place. Place your hand on your head wherever you are. If you are sick in your body, receive your healing right now. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Those of you standing, you can sit. Other healings are taking place. We give you glory. We give you praise. I command those itchings to pass out of your body. You are cleansed. 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 In the name of Jesus. There's someone here, you lost money. It's exactly eight days today. And I hear strongly in my heart that there is a recovery and a restoration for you. There are other instructions I can publicly say. If you're that person, after the service, please meet me. Um, You lost money. There is a word for you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be your name, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's some of you, now you could check yourself. You discover that the pain just left you. You just got healed. You could check yourself where you are. Amen. And um, try and do what you could not do before now. And that's the only way you will know that you've been healed. Glory to God. God can take away something from your body without cutting your flesh with a knife. That means there are surgeries God can carry out in your body without a knife. Amen. Are we together? There will be no blood. Amen. But that thing will be taken out of your body. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Thank the Lord today again. Thank you. Thank you. I was just trying to explain to you that miracles can be switched on. Amen. Praise God. All right? And um, three days is designed for that. Hallelujah. All right? Uh, Today is not a miracle service per se, but it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. The gifts work in such a way. Now, because of what we've done, something is switched on, for example. And we need to teach these things to believers. That if I walk close to you, sometimes I could pick things. You understand that? Just pick things. It happens. You know? It happens. Just, just pick things. Hallelujah. You just pick things. Sometimes people are sick. 
or have a pain in their body, you just walk closer and you pick it. Just pick. I'm picking now. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But we don't want to change the service into that kind of service. Hallelujah. Lift your right hand. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him glory. Pray in other tongues everywhere. Lejun de Bredisque, Meletuza, Jepratondo Brahakatoso Predisque, Melebon Shuprendi Handes Predisque, Zucrata Salabahande Reboso, Lasuke Pratose, Libende Zobridisque, Balondo Bresque Protoshalabahakatea, La Handa Shakaton de Bredisque Protoso, La Hakatoje, Mende Bradisque Protoso, La Catondo Bredisque Protoso, Minde Ecletoso Bayi, Jeprotoso Salabahakatobre, Mahanda Jopretizi Lebron Bregeduske Ratunda Bradiska Pratoso Blide Kedzuske Prati Jopredi Keteze Lebra Hakatozo Bredish Baranda Hakato Baruske Protosa Paria Bando Brediske Protosa Labande Brigadia Teleboso. I want to pray for all brothers in church that are in faith to marry within the next twelve months. Stand on your feet. Amen. You know, if you are not in faith to marry, don't stand up. You are in faith to get married within the next 12 months. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Within the next 12 months. That's by August next year you want to be married. Alright? You are in faith to be married. It is done. Sit down. Mark these guys. Some people don't understand these things. I didn't pray a long prayer so you understand. It is done. You say, what about the sisters? <laughs> I don't know about that one yet. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I sense the wind of the prophetic. Oh, we give you praise. Glory to God. One strong word that God spoke to us was that we will meet money and money will meet us. (laughs) That you will meet money and money will meet you. That between now and the year coming to a close, you and money will always be meeting. In the name of Jesus. That the way your steps will be ordered, you will always be arriving where you and money will meet. 
That's how your steps will be ordered. And they are manifestations of favor. We read in John chapter 2 verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee. And manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. That means that when Jesus went there, this was the first time. It's called it the beginning of miracles. To prove that it was the beginning, the next time when he talked about the second, he mentioned another miracle and called it the second miracle. That means this was the first. It was a manifestation. And I am standing to say concerning you that there will be new manifestations in this month of August. In your life. Amen. It will be said about you also that this beginning of miracles. Amen. amen. That something that has never happened will begin this August in your life. Amen. Glory to God. That has never happened will begin. We call it new manifestations. New manifestations. I remember years ago the Lord spoke to me and told me about first time miracles. He talked about first time miracles. That people will testify and say, this is the first time this is happening in my life. And I saw it in my own experience. Are you understanding me? Where I came out of the place and said, this is the first time. And I'm announcing also that first time miracles are breaking forth upon you. Where you will say, this is the first time. This is happening in our family. This is the first time this is happening in my life. That's what the wind of that new manifestation is bringing. First time miracles. Some of you, to be the first time someone will buy or pay for something that huge for you. For some of you, this will be the first time you also will be able to do that kind of big thing for somebody. Glory to God. Some of you, there are some checks you'll be signing. And this will be the first time. There are some spaces you will enter and this will be the first time. Say, I receive first time miracles. Glory to God. I love it when God gives me first time miracles. You find that, ah, oh, this has never happened in my life before. It could be something career wise, it could be financial. Some people say, wow, do you know that this year or this month is the first time I did not buy drugs or go to the hospital? Because they're always taking drugs. Always taking drugs. A lady had some issues. And uh, they were suspecting she had a tumor in her brain. She was always having pain. So she, she, at that time, this would have been 2003 or 2, 15 years ago. She was spending 10,000 naira every month on painkillers. You can imagine the kind of drugs she was taking. On drugs. Most of them were painkillers. 10,000 then. Then she came for a meeting. And she was ministered to. And everything ceased. 
And she was able to say, this is the first month in a long time where I have not spent any money buying drugs for myself. You will share such testimonies too. That was healing. First time. There are families that every, every month, the wife packs her things and leaves the house. Then the husband goes to bring her back. Or, are you understand? Every month there must be fights. In short, that's, you know, say, ah, it's already, today's what, 19th. We never fight. Maybe we will fight tomorrow. <laughs> but the first time miracle is breaking for yeah. That there is a peace that passes all understanding. That is breaking forth in that home. Amen. Amen. That for the first time, there will not be any bullet sound in that house. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, there are some homes that... It's a war zone. Yes, and war zone. The wife has grenade. First time miracles. I speak peace to those homes. There are some family situations that it is not just character issues that are causing the issue. There is a demon. Are you understanding me? In that home that goes to dance there and then they start fighting. And I'm standing today to say in the name of Jesus, that ends today. Character issues don't end like that. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? There are some people that are sick. It's a spirit. What you call a spirit of infirmity. That is fasting to their body. So the moment the spirit is rebuked or told to leave, they will get well. Then there are some people, they are sick because of what they are eating. It has nothing to do with any demon. Are you understanding me? It has nothing to do with any demon. The demon does not even know. Are you listening to me? Get the point? So that's different. So, but for homes here that are going through issues because of demonic interventions, today, I put an end to it in the name of Jesus. I stand against that evil spirit in that home causing confusion and causing darkness to over over that home let light break forth now those demons live in jesus name and i speak peace to that home there are some companies and offices that have the same situation it's not that the man is not balancing accounts it's not that he's not doing his uh, um, his, his job well he's not managing the company well there is a force that he can't explain Working against the office. Working against the business. Are you listening to me? That's different. It's demonic. And for that one, I'm addressing it now. Every spirit, not of God, operating around your office or your career, today I take authority. Be gone in Jesus' name. And I declare you are free. And I declare that business is free. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, some of you, you will find out that things just got easier. 
there are some places, offices, that they will tell you that everybody that has come there, the thing has not worked for them. Some shops, they will tell you that everybody that opened shop in that place, he went back to the village. Everybody that opened a shop, or opened a business in that shopping space, went back to the village. Then you know that it's not about business strategy. You can have all the strategy you, as many you arrive there, they swallow you. You just... Yeah, yeah, this is, you are going back to the village straight. Until someone takes authority. Amen. Someone that understands comes and takes authority and says, No, it will not happen here. Am I communicating? Our first venue we use for church. We, we're hearing stories about the place. When we wanted to start using the place, in Portakot, I'm talking about, when we wanted to start using the place, that was a room Kuta. They said the previous people that were there, they closed down. So, everybody, it, it might be the same thing. I said, no, we have come to break that cycle. Amen. Are we together? <laughs> We've come to what? We'll break the cycle. And we were there, and from there we moved to a better place. And then when I was leaving, I spoke over the place. and said, any other person that comes here, you will experience what we experienced. Amen. Are we together? You can be your, the new ancestor of your family line. You didn't hear me well. I said you can be the new ancestor of your family line. Say, eh, our ancestors were cons. That's why honestly, eh, 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 eh. oh yeah, now, yeah, yeah, you be the new ancestor from here, from my generation, and henceforth, those things will never happen again. They say everybody in your family, everybody in that family lineage, when this is what happens to them, the women, this is what happens to the women, this is what happens to the men, you will come and you will stop it. Amen. You will hear those things, so, and you will say, okay, I've heard all of them. It stops with me. I draw a line in the name of Jesus. And I declare from henceforth, the story has changed. Men have done it. A great man of God, Kenneth E. Hagin, Ken Higgin is an awesome man of God. You know, his, his son, Ken Higgin Jr., should be in his 70s now. His uh, grandson, Craig Higgin, should be in his 50s, if I'm not mistaken. Then they have another, I, I don't know the name of the, the great-grandson now. How many generations now? Ken Higgin's father, <laughs> the people argue about English, drunkard, drunk. Somebody say drunk. Drunk doesn't sound well to me. I still say drunkard. He says old English. He's a drunkard. Amen. Alright? So, my wife and I always argue about that. Now, the guy was an alcoholic. Are you understanding me? He left Ken Hagin's mother and, and ran away. So, Ken Hagin was not raised by a father. Now, you will expect that that is what will continue. He too will run away. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? But he ended it there. When they say Hagin, you don't think of his father again. It's him you think about. Are you understanding me? Now, he had a stable marriage. He married and died in the marriage. His wife also passed on later on. Are you understanding me? They were married for over 50 years. Then, his son is still married. His son's son is married. None of them are drinking or bound by alcohol. You know what has happened? They have broken, they have, they have, they have ended that story. And I'm saying today that there are some stories that are ending here. Yeah. 
So stop giving that excuse. Say, well, well, well. I think I know why my life is going like my father. Hey, you don't know my father. My father, my father. Who, who is your father? Is your father greater than the heavenly father? Amen. I'm asking you. Is your father greater than the heavenly father? Glory to God. So tell your neighbor it has ended with me. Oh. Glory to God. It has ended. They say, ah, nobody enough. Ah, yeah. Say, ah, your grandfather did not know book. He did not know book. They brought school to our village. They opened the book your father could not read. Even your father now, you just see. That's why, don't worry yourself. Book and you, you know. Don't worry yourself. You are a certified Olodo. <laughs> and then, then now you have children. You are seeing the way they are going. Other children say A for apple. And the other one say, say A for apple. Say, mm. <laughs> They say, say A for apple. Just say, <laughs> it's a, this is how I started it will end there amen. amen glory to God no 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 it's not continuing you have put an end to it there are some people their parents there's the story they were telling me a guy his father moved from their village to a city and set up where everything went back and went back to the village now the son the same thing has happened to him he came to do business He's back back to the video. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. If you are here and you are hearing me, lift your right hand and say, Everything ended with me. It's not crossing my generation. Glory to God. Yes. They talk about untimely deaths. Say, Ah, your grandfather. Passed on at social age. Your father passed on at social age. Uh-huh. And then now you are about the age. And the same things your father complained about. They are, you are not seeing those symptoms. You know, Satan will always give you reasons for you to validate his work in your life. You say, I know it, I know it. It's okay. Somebody will offer you and say, I have your father's diary. Do you want it? You say, yes. You open it. You just see, August, maybe 1964, I started having pains on my left leg. You say it's true. I have pains on my left leg. You flip. August 19th. <laughs> Today is 19th. You now say, then I woke up one morning and I couldn't hear my voice. You say, hey. <laughs> why did that diary come out? A special demon. An archiving demon. Archiving demon. Has kept that diary for you. To make sure that it transfers that same thing to you. Are you understanding me? But you see, when you, from your spirit, say no. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Are you saying no? You will say no in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That sacrifice of Jesus on your behalf had already said no. You are agreeing with the no that Jesus has said concerning you. And it's a big no. Hallelujah. So I'm saying no to any ancestral cause. No to generational infirmities. 
No to genetic diseases. No to... Are you understanding me? You are saying no. So they say, uh, people of this tribe, this is how they behave. You are saying no. People that live in this part of the world, this is what happens to them. You are saying no. You are rejecting it. And that's how it will be. And when they start telling the story from you, they will never refer to those things again. It will be like it never happened. They were telling me a story, we were in America, they were telling me a story of the Kennedy family. You know, J.F. Kennedy family. And they were just telling at that period they were running a documentary. And they were just talking about one calamity to the other. The brother died. The other one died. This one had an accident. This one happened. Ah, ah. So what happened? You understand that? It's just one too many. Are you understanding me? You cannot say it's coincidence. No, no, it's not. It's not. It cannot be. In a family where um, four people in the family were all blind. Blind. They came for a Benin crusade. Blind. And then he laid hands on one and broke the curse. All of them, some were not in the meeting. Their eyes opened. What does that tell you? It was not, the blindness is not, is not a medical condition. Are you understand what I'm saying? And I'm announcing today that such things are broken in the name of Jesus. And listen, if there were fears that you carried with you, those fears, they lift now. Listen, let me teach you something. Fear is the spirit. The Bible says God had not given us the spirit of fear. That means that what he gave you is not the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Second Timothy 1.7 Now, I know fear is the spirit. It's a paralyzing spirit. When fear comes upon you, even the things you can naturally do, you won't be able to do them. Have you not seen somebody that, that went for an interview... He is reading all through, preparing for the interview for three weeks, preparing, rehearsed everything. Then he enters there. All of a sudden, he's afraid. They say, um, okay, we want to ask you a question. The thing he was just reading yesterday. What is the so-so and so-and-so of this? Um, 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 why is he forgetting? He's afraid. That means that fear makes you not function at your peak. Are you understanding me? And Satan knows that. So people are afraid. Why are they afraid to start that business? They are afraid to start the business. Do you know some brothers are even afraid to marry? They were going to propose. They said, Excuse me, sister. And they said, Yes, can I help you? Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> afraid. Afraid of everything. Anything that is serious, they are afraid. You will rebuke fear today. And you will enter into the things you should enter into. So, allow me to share this with you then before we rebuke fear. You think that this is just a simple exercise, but you see how it will bless you.
when you are in a situation and fear has come in, you can't function as you should function. That happens. You just find that, you know, I was sharing how I had a situation in the university days where I walked into a room and somebody called me into a room and then put on the uh, music very loud. I was alone. <laughs> when I share this, people will laugh about it. But it wasn't funny that day. And then the guy brought out a sword. Not a knife, a sword. The type you see in movies. Long one. Then he said, sit down. I was not thinking again. I just sat. You can imagine what fear does. Where did my mind not go to? I was thinking, what did I do to this guy? I said, thinking about secondary school. All the people that I slapped. <laughs> All the juniors that I punished. You know? I was thinking, and as I'm thinking like that, his face is looking like the face of one of the. Are you understanding the. You understand that? <laughs> I was just thinking, I must have done something to this guy. It was like a cloud just overwhelmed me. Fear. But you know what? God had given me that experience before it happened. And what I did in the vision is what I did in real life. I said, you spirit of fear, I rebuke you. The guy said, what did you talk You know, like, what, what, what am I saying? Under my breath. I said, fear, I rebuke you. I said, maybe two or three times. And then the same way it came, it just weared out. All of a sudden, I can't explain it, but a boldness. That same boldness that comes upon me when I'm preaching God's word. A boldness just came upon me. A boldness come, just came upon me. And then I, said, I stood up and I said, I'm a man of God and there's nothing you can do to me. The atmosphere just was a powerful. The environment just changed. The terror that was on me now was upon him. And then I held his hand. He jumped on the bed. You know, he jumped on the bed. And I said, what's your name? I still remember I was pious or something like that. And he said, pious. Then it occurred to me that the, the door was open now for me to go. <laughs> Up to today I'm speaking. The only two things I can think, maybe he wanted to start money or he wanted to rape. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he wanted to do. Those are the only two things I can think of. <laughs> You know, you know, so like, because, because things happen in this world, you never can tell, you know. But I wasn't raped anyway. So, a mighty deliverance, right? All right, so that's those are the only two things I can think of. Because I, I, I can't explain what he wanted. What? I don't can't explain what he wanted. But the spirit of fear was overcome. You will do the same today. I don't know what area of your life fears keep coming. Fear keeps coming. Fear keeps coming. I've had situations in my life that I was really, really afraid of. There are two of them. One I can't say publicly. You know, I, anytime I remember it, I'll be afraid. One of them was that I was in school. And then the thought of, it, I remember the day it started. 
I came to town from school. I had my second year or so there, but I came to town to do something. And I was crossing the road, the express. As I was about crossing, a car just suddenly, you know, the horn. So I went back. When I went back, cars were everywhere. It was like small you in this big world. Are you understanding me? The world will crush you. You understand that? Then from that day, I just had this feeling like I don't want to even come out from this school. Are you understanding me? This big world. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? This big world. How will I survive in this big world? How will this happen? How will that happen? It was just a fear. It was in the place of prayer that he broke. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Another issue in my life that had those concerns. But you know, those things have been so dealt with. Amen. That you begin to wonder, why was I even afraid in the first place? Amen. But that's what the spirit of fear is. Today, you will break out of yours. Let's rise to our feet today. Pray in tongues for a minute or two. Just pray in tongues a minute or two. How will this happen? How will that happen? All those fears. After I pray in tongues, I will give an instruction on what you will do. In the name of Jesus. I once told someone, I said, you can deliver yourself from, if you think something, I said, you can deliver yourself. I said, how? I said, uh-uh. If someone kidnapped you, God forbid, and there was a way for you to escape by yourself, do you need to wait for someone to come and release you? The only reason why someone will come and release you is that you could not release yourself. Is that not so? And in many situations, you can release yourself. So today, you will release yourself from every hold of fear. And one thing I know about fear is that fear has to be addressed to it. Amen. Are we together? You talk to fear. Until fear will fear. You talk to fear. You talk to fear. I was teaching in Bible school and I was talking about how demonic spirits look. And I said, when people hear spirit of fear, they think it's a spirit that when it shows up, you'll be afraid. No. The spirit of fear is a scared spirit. He himself is scared. And he comes to hold you. You become scared like him. Amen. 
A spirit of infirmity is a sick spirit. So, you will address fear. And you will say, fear, lose me <laughs> and let me go. I break your hold over my life. You do it for two, three minutes. Use your very weather expression that makes your heart settle that you have said it. Some of you, you know, if you say it in English, it might not... Uh, it might not, uh, you might not feel like you said it well. Are you understand me? Say, Satan, fear come out from my sight. Whichever language, whichever way, but what you are addressing fear in the name of Jesus Christ. And from today, if it's a fear of finances, whatever fear specific you will address it, lose your hold over me and I declare myself free from your hold today. Now open your mouth and begin to address fear. Address that fear, whatever it is, address it. Address it. Address it. No more fear here. Some of you is the fear of death. I break that hold. Of that fear over my mind, over my thoughts, I lose myself from such fears. Barakate malobo sobre gadiye, meletunda barikata yabando lebosho, balando bregedigedo sobre gadiye. I break that hole of fear. No more fear around me. of Jesus and the hold of fear is broken in your home broken over your thoughts broken over your mind no more fear in the name of Jesus there's a song because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives, all fear is gone. All fear is gone. Because I know he holds my future. My life is one. A living just because he lives. Let's take it again. Because he lives.
You can have. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.